Welcome back to Psychiatry and Society, the podcast where we explore what makes for a mentally healthy society. I'm your host, Dr. Ruben Hendler, and today we have for you for the first time a short-form bonus episode, bringing back one of our prior guests to build on the themes from an earlier episode, in this case about how our mental health care system is structured. Our guest, Dr. Lloyd Setterer, is a psychiatrist and a leading communicator about psychiatry, currently an adjunct professor at Columbia, formerly the chief medical officer of the New York State Office of Mental Health, formerly the mental health commissioner of New York City, and before that, the chief medical officer of McLean Hospital. This episode is brief, so let's get right to the heart of it. As a reminder, this podcast is for educational purposes. Nothing on the podcast should be interpreted as medical advice, and the ideas discussed do not reflect the views of McLean Hospital or Harvard Medical School or any other institution. Lloyd, welcome back to the podcast. Glad to be back, Ruben, and good to see you. You as well. We did an episode together on mental health services in June 2022. And now we are back together on the occasion of your releasing a new book, Caught in the Crosshairs of American Healthcare, which I understand uh, comes out January 9th uh, and is already an Amazon bestseller. And it's about your time as a chief medical officer of one of America's most storied psychiatric hospitals, where in full disclosure, I work. Um, At a time when you faced enormous pressure um, from what you refer to as the corporatization of American healthcare and the growing influence of insurance companies in dictating how care will happen, um, that really threatened the way the hospital had worked. And you took that enormous challenge and kind of made it into an opportunity um, to modernize the hospital and improve the care there. Um, And I found it very readable and thought-provoking with lots of evocative anecdotes and kind of part memoir and part of case study (laughs) and leadership and kind of a repository of wisdom about psychiatric care. So I'm excited to talk to you a little bit about the book and give listeners a taste. I love speaking with you, Ruben, because you summarize things so well, better than I ever could. So thank you for describing (laughs) all that. Uh, I really enjoyed reading it, and um, it gave me a lot to think about. So I wanted to start, Lloyd, by asking you, what prompted you to write this particular book at this time? The destructive forces of the corporatization, for-profit medicine that's going on and really consuming healthcare and doctors and hospitals in this country. I see colleagues, my own profession, medicine, going under. And that is unbearable because we have a duty to serve and we're being blocked from doing that. That makes me mad. And that makes me want to get out there and shout to people who are affected. I had a firsthand experience as an institution, as a hospital, fighting these powerhouses and succeeding. But it was a lot of grit and a lot of money loss, but we did. And McLean, as you know, has prospered since that time for the past near to 25 years. You know, I think you wrote in the book one quote I pulled out is, healthcare has become a commodity, but that does not mean that the mission of patient care cannot coexist. 
Yes. And so I guess as I was reading the book, I saw you sort of making lemonade out of lemons in <laughs> in a way. Um, the, the insurance companies didn't uh, back down and say, actually, it's fine to keep patients, most patients in the hospital for two months. But you found ways within uh, what they demanded, even though they weren't the people you thought should be making demands, to improve care anyway. So I'm hoping you could speak to that question of fighting the system versus trying to share best practices for how to maintain against these pressures a a person-centered approach in healthcare. They have to coexist. What you said at the beginning is, isn't there a a larger way? Can't the system be changed? Uh, The answer is look around you. There's no one who's going to do that except us. Uh, And what I'm urging is essentially a bottom-up approach with judicial support. The main message, and I want to take a moment to detail it a little bit, um, is that this is a solvable problem. Most of us have thrown our hands in the air saying nothing can be done. And I think three things can be done that can stop uh, the process, the disruptive process underway, and create an opportunity for those with uh, ethics and values uh, to uh, change the culture of their corporation in order to service the people that they suggest or they maintain they do. And the three ways that we all can act, the first is individual and families. The second is professions. And the third is judicial. So one, it's time for all of us as patients and families to become demanding patients and families. Not difficult, but my experience is that a patient who comes in who's thought about what's going on, wants to know things, wants to be sure that the doctor is following the right path. That's the best patient of all because you have a partner and it's not being difficult. In fact, it's helping the process because you're an agent in the process. So that's the first thing. And it's most people are quite intimidated to do that, but we need to learn in order to protect ourselves. And that's coupled with families because those individuals need the support of families and maybe other groups in order to have the courage to do what I'm describing here. The second is professions, and I'll just focus on uh, doctors because here the signs are very worrisome. Doctors are fleeing medicine, particularly clinical medicine. And the consequence of that are pervasive workforce shortages. There are not enough doctors in a hospital, not enough doctors in a clinic for uh, two reasons, I think. One is what's called burnout. And the second is what has become termed moral injury. And what that means is a doctor not living up to his or her moral and ethical standards. 
and knowing that, being aware of that, yet continuing. Doctors are leaving the medicine. <clears throat> and we have to think about what's going to keep them or what's going to draw them more. And doctors <clears throat> who have been loath to join unions, I believe, are going to unionize in many places. There are some already. And assert uh, that as a group, that we're not going to tolerate this. We're not going to tolerate these hours, these exposure, these demands. We're not going to tolerate that. And if it doesn't change in a sufficient way, we're going to go on strike. I think that's ahead. The third is judicial the creation of a of, of special masters, which already exist in a number of other industries, uh, government, which is to say that uh, this is so bad that the court is going to assign a person, a very expert person, to ensure that the right things are done. And their standards make a difference because that special master is going to live and control the whole flow of activity and money if by using the standards of what is good care. So patients and families, professions, and uh, judicial, these, I think, are solutions which are hardly being used at this point. Thank you for your call to action, Lloyd. Dr. Lloyd Setterer's latest book is called Caught in the Crosshairs of American Healthcare. Thank you for tuning in for this bonus episode of Psychiatry and Society. I hope you'll join us again for our next episode in a few weeks about promoting mental health in the education system, which is a topic particularly close to my heart. <laughs>